Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Points Podcast. Good to get back on uh, here with with everybody. It's been a few weeks. Uh, we've had some guys travel, been, been up to some fun things. So before we jump into some of our uh, Premier League coverage, uh, first off, just want to catch up with the boys. Uh, Charlie, I know you've been traveling, having some some fun here. So would you mind bringing us up to speed on what's been going on? Yeah, missed you guys. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but um, pretty busy here in September. Uh was in Madison, Wisconsin, up in Wisconsin, Brady. Uh, my buddy was running a, a race up there a couple weeks ago, so me and some pals went up to go support him. And then the next weekend, we I, I hopped into uh, Michigan with some family for a uh, Rose Boys golf outing in honor of my grandpa, um, which we do every year in Michigan, which is a blast. So That's cool. Kind of been out and about, um, not in the city the last couple of weeks. Um, and thankfully, I've been missing a lot of these games because it's been a <laughs> Tough couple of weeks for my teams, but uh, no, it's been a lot of fun and enjoying the last couple of weeks of uh, summer here. So how? Because so, I feel like this past like month you've been almost like off the grid a little bit. Like you went on that like hiking trip, and then now like you know, in the golf course, I feel like it's like where in the world's Charlie Rose. So um, that's cool though. It sounds like that golf outing was a lot of fun though. How'd you shoot? Yeah, it's a good time. Um, get get all the cousins together. They all have little kids, so it's tough to get them together and let them mm-hmm. have some fun. We were out on the boat and just hanging out and stuff. So that was a good time. But yeah, um, definitely MIA from the phone um, during a lot of these games. I've just been watching you, you two go back and forth, chatting it up. So uh, hoping to bunker down here in the next couple of weeks and start watching some of these games. There you go. Excellent. Brady, anything from you last couple of weeks? No, nothing crazy. Same old, same old. Just been watching, watching games on the weekends and busy during the week, getting settled into the house and everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. New house. That's right. I know we gotta we gotta schedule our trip up to check it out once you guys are all settled in. We gotta make our trip up there. I know. You have to yeah. miss you guys. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Well, let's jump into some of our coverage here. Um as always, we're gonna start with kind of our three points. What we're gonna do here is our three points um gonna be centered around just takeaways from the first six games, like from the start of the season. Um, kind of our takeaways. So uh Brady, you wanna you wanna lead us off? Yeah, so my my takeaway, my one of my points from first six game weeks of the Premier League is that Chelsea they've spent a lot of money, but not not much has changed. Through six matches, they've scored five goals, and they currently sit 14th in the Premier League table. Um, I didn't think I wasn't buying the hype before the season, and um, you know I can never root for Chelsea, as you guys aren't Chelsea fans either. So it's it's been nice to see them struggle, and I hope they continue to. Yeah, this is a well-regarded um, anti-Chelsea podcast for the most part. Not a lot of love lost by anybody on this pod. Um, I think it's it's almost like comical, like how much money they spent <laughs> and how poorly they continue to perform. Like in, on, on paper, it all should look good, but it's just like for some reason is not coming together. Um, they spent well over a billion pounds here, and I saw some stat like over their last 38 games, they would be pretty much like relegated in any regular 38-game season. So um, that combined with you know a few other things, but... It's pretty remarkable. Um, Charlie, anything you got on Chelsea? Just like, I mean, I put our, our poor guy, Pochettino, man. He, I don't think his, his days are numbered if they keep this up. But like you said, we all hate Chelsea. Like, this is, it's just hilarious to see that they can't beat anyone in the top half of the table. Um, just shows that you can keep bringing all these players in and it doesn't matter. Um, they're not finishing. They're not being able to, they can't score goals, which is crazy. Um, they're scoring goals in these other teams before they were at, but not when they get to Chelsea. So, um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> they have not scored a goal in the month of September, and they play Brighton midweek in the um, 
in a cup tie. So if they don't score, they're not going to have a goal of the month video. And Twitter is going to have a day with that. <laughs> I saw there's something too. It was like Domino's UK tweeted out like, we've delivered 858,000 pizzas since Chelsea last scored or something like that. <laughs> they're just like letting it rip on there. So, um, but no, good. I completely agree on that, Brady. Uh, my takeaway, like, I think the story of the season so far, kudos to you, Brady, on since Tottenham Hotspur. Like, I feel like based on where they started the season, you know, selling Harry Kane, new coach in, like, didn't finish the last year so well, kind of like, you know, thinking this was going to be another ho-hum, typical Spurs kind of rebuild, finishing seventh or eighth, and then, you know, right now competing for top four, playing really, in addition to, like, getting some results, like, playing really attractive football, James Madison playing well. I think so far, everything considered, like, I mean, Brady, you have to be ecstatic about where Spurs are at right now from start of the season through six games in. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy 180 from the the soccer that Tottenham has played the last three years. You know, we had some good good moments under Antonio Conte in the Champions League, but just the whole vibe and like the whole rebuild happened so fast, like within one summer window. And obviously, we'd love to have Harry Kane, but it's been going about as well as we thought. As well as I could imagine, couldn't imagine without him. So, yeah, our new manager is really good, and the pieces that they brought in, a lot of young guys have just been falling out. So, hope they stay healthy and they uh, keep riding this wave. It's been fun. I mean, yeah, they sit fourth right now in the table, fourteen points, only behind Brighton, Liverpool, and City. Um, and obviously, we'll get into some of the action here this past weekend. But I think just kind of a phenomenal start here um, for Tottenham so far. Like a lot of energy, a lot of reasonably and i love their manager man like i feel like i've seen like i see so many quotes from him or just like cool things that he does and i know i think part of it too is he's just like australian like the media loves him because he's like australian or whatever um but i think there's a certain kind of gravitas with him which is exciting i guess for Spurs fans so um, definitely definitely yeah. like this team has some fight in them you know they they've conceded first and i think the last three games um at burnley conceded first and came back one five two Seated first against Sheffield United and then had an incredible comeback um, mm-hmm. for Charleston to, to a goal contributions in, in 10 minutes in that game, as many as Marcus Rashford has this season. Um, and then last game, uh, conceded Arsenal first and a fluky own goal um, and then end up drawing 2 2 at Arsenal, which Tra- honestly, Charlie's shaking his head. Down. Charlie's shaking his head. He's just itching to get a That dropped me, okay? It's his second goal in like. 34 games, all right? Jesus. Put some respect on him, man. Okay, we'll get it. We'll get into some Tottenham stuff here when we talk in North London Derby. But um, Charlie, over to you. What's your what's your um, takeaway here? What's your point? Yeah, and this is uh, through the first six weeks. I missed the last couple, but this is kind of uh, – I, I think City Pool might be back. I know we're going to yes, talk sir. about it. But yes, sir. I think it's great for the league. Um, that run they had with those two were neck and neck a couple years ago was – so awesome. Um, and I think Arsenal, you know, like they're just not off to as good of a start as they were last year. Spurs are I'm not I'm not on that wagon. You guys know that. Um defense is too shaky for me. But um Liverpool's had a tough schedule so far and they've looked good and they've beaten some tough teams um on the road and at home, but like tough top level teams. So I would like to see that. I mean, Man U is just a dumpster fire right now. So I would like to see a little city pool. I don't want City to run away with it. And I think a little city Liverpool um, title race would be kind of fun. A little early, but I like it. 
Charlie, music to my ears, man. Music to my ears. We're, and we'll, let's let's just jump into it. I like when I've looked at Liverpool here, sitting at second, um, two points behind City, but with a substantially tougher schedule. Like, um, I'm excited about that as well. I think our midfields look fantastic. Like, pretty much done a whole rebuild here this over in one summer, which is what we were promised, and that's what has been delivered here so far. Um, other big takeaway, I mean, Darwin Nunes has been a revelation here so far, which I know Charlie Rose is a big Darwin Nunes guy. Um, so I think just he had another goal this weekend, two against Newcastle. I mean, he's just been on the score sheet and just kind of go, goes and caused a bunch of havoc. So if he can continue in that form, like I mean, we've scored three goals in our last four games. So that's going to you know continue to provide success. And then obviously City or City or City. But I, don't, I mean, they haven't City. I feel like City just haven't played anybody really yet. I know, like Newcastle at home is like it sounds like their toughest game so far, but um, interested to kind of see you know if they're able to continue this against like some tougher competition. I know they have, I think they have a couple tough games coming up though. So. They play Arsenal soon, and that'll be without Rodri because he had the red card. Oh, that's right, Brady. Brady's on Rodri Rod, Rodri watch, especially when it comes to Arsenal. So typical Arsenal luck, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so Brady, I mean, big game over the weekend, North London Derby, um, two two, uh, two goals from Bakayo Saka and two goals from Youngman Sung. Uh, kind of walk us through it, man. What was what was your experience? Yeah, always always nervous wreck watching the North London Derby. Um, it was a away game at Arsenal, tough place to play. Spurs never win there in the league, and um, you know, first twenty five minutes were a little shaky. Saka had a shot that. Christian Romero deflected in the goal. It was just crap that happens against Arsenal. Um, then, you know, Arsenal, Gabriel Jesus missed a good good chance. Like, he, he usually does. He does everything great besides finish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of, like, changed the momentum. Like, Arsenal kind of dominated the first 35 minutes or so. And then Spurs kind of flipped the switch, got into a groove, kind of made it through the press, and then had some really good chances. Uh, David Rea had a really good save on a Brennan Johnson a shot in the box, and then James Madison did a great job setting up Youngman's son in the end of the first half for a nice goal. 1-1 going to the break, and then uh, Christian Romero had a handball in the penalty area, so Saka had a pen, and then we responded literally like 30 seconds later. Uh, James Madison did a great job dispossessing Jorginho, um, and then he laid it off to Son for a goal. And then after that, I feel like both teams kind of just got tired and Rest last forty minutes were kind of yeah nothing too so, crazy happened. Question for you too, because I know so I watched the I was watching the Liverpool game at the time, so um, but I saw like the highlights and literally it was like Saka gets that pen, which I mean clear penalty, like he's got his hand away for his yeah. body, yeah, and then like but yeah within like a minute and a half, like I was cl- kind of clicking through and it almost like it didn't even advance the minute, like it was like the clock was still the same just because that was like the next point of the action. So I mean. So it was like 2-2 with like 56 minutes. Like you got to be thinking this is going to be like a rip-roaring finish. And it, it sounds like it kind of ended up just like a little bit of a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either team had a, any great chances as good as the first 60 minutes. But yeah, I feel like Arsenal, they were just kind of tired um, playing Tuesday in in uh, Champions League. Declan Rice came off injured. They were missing Martinelli and Trossard. So I feel like their, their depth options weren't as good. So that might have been why the game was kind of like that. What about my guy Kai Havertz? How'd he do? Uh, he actually had. He might have had like one of the best chances. Like it wasn't a great chance. I but saw he that. Left, oh, he saw it. Okay. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to, or anyone to make that, but like it was a 
open shot at the like top of the box with his weak foot. So I guess question for you, Brad. I mean, you're going in that game. Like Arsenal is always a tough game. Like coming away with a two-two draw. I don't know if you guys necessarily deserve to like win, but I mean, just to be like, it sounds like a pretty fair result, like two, two, but um, I guess bigger question. I know like three or about a month ago on this podcast, Charlie was, was Brady not calling son washed. I feel like that was like the biggest takeaway from him. And now all of a sudden he's like the second coming of Christ um, bringing, bringing Spurs back. Um, so what's up there? You know what, Brady? That's the, my favorite part about this podcast is the receipts. <laughs> you said that Hung Yumin Son is washed. He's clearly still one of your best, if not your best attacker. Um, two insane goals. Um, I don't have no slander on his name. He's such a sweetheart. He looks great. But I also think I, you, I know you texted us like, oh, like we deserve, like we played better, whatever. Your defense, I mean, you're going to score. You guys have a great attack, but that defense, I think Romero sometimes, he can score a worldie on like a header or whatever, but. He also scores some worldies in his own goal. Um, that guy is just too much of a loose cannon for me. Uh, but yeah, I think this was your also your first really tough game of the year. Um, I'm, I'm saying that as you've played Man U, who is not good. I'll give hands up. But I think this was your first tough game of the year. So again, you're in fourth, and I'm happy for you. But let's just let's just see, okay? Let's just see. He doesn't seem happy at all for you, Brady. That that looked like a lie. That's all right. That's that was like all right. that was just like I feel like I have to say this, but it's there's there's no yeah. happiness radiating from from Charlie Rose on that statement yeah. at all. My, my my take on Son was, uh, I mean, the first couple of games of the season he did not play well, and I think that's because he was kind of playing out of position. I mean, in this system, he's better up top as a striker. Scored yep. five goals in the last I think three games playing up top, so. Credit to the managers for moving him up there. And ever since that move, he's been great. Mm-hmm. And I will not take any Christian Romero slander on this podcast. <laughs> and I do remember, I'm going to, this is this is going to bite me in the butt. But first podcast of the season, we had, our other center back had an own goal. And C. Rose jumped on him. And he's been amazing ever since. And so is that Van did Van? Yes. That guy's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goalkeeper that we have is really good, too really good with his feet and he's been making some good shot shot saves so that'll all that'll all change this weekend when we play liverpool because crazy stuff happens when we yeah there's there's gonna be a funky bounce and it's gonna you know just find its way into the goal that's that's just the kind of things that happen uh i will be retweet or this this podcast will be retweeting all the funny goals that tottenham (laughs) has given up to liverpool before the weekend (laughs) all right look out for that it's it's always a good laugh yep again catches at zero three at zero three points pod that's us so um, yep. check that out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so for you, Brady, like sounds like pretty content with two, two draw away to arsenal, um, kind of first real test of the season. Um, sounds like reason for optimism. Yes. All right, cool. Well, um, moving things along, um, Charlie, so man, you, we got to talk about it, man. It's been, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. It's been a dumpster fire on and off the pitch these past few weeks. I was hoping the international break would give you a little bit of cover, but even then I felt like there were things going wrong. Um, they were able to snatch a, a win this past week um, in the Vought Vague Horse Bowl against Burnley. So uh, can you kind of like walk us through just how the last few weeks been for you as, as a Man U fan? It's been pretty bad. Um, I'm going to be blunt about it. Uh, ever since we last spoke, it's been completely straight downhill for this team, playing-wise, um, off the field, injuries, you name it. Um, 
and then losing to Arsenal and then the first decent game and then being out like manhandled by a Brighton team, which you think like our our value, I guess our value of the players is so much more, but Brighton dominated that for the whole game and then barely squeaking one out against a newly promoted uh, Burnley team with like a ridiculous goal by that was a sick goal by Bruno Fernandez. That was. And like if he doesn't make good content of that, that's another that's a that's two points lost there and that's a draw, you know? So I don't know. I think Onana has been he started out okay in the first game or two, but very questionable decisions. And then I just think it's tough where like we're we have injuries that we're we're playing Johnny Evans. Um we're starting Johnny Evans. I, I know he had the assist. He's hooping, man. He is <laughs> hooping. Johnny Evans uh, should not be starting for Man United, and I don't even know what his name is Hannibal Masri or whatever on the left. Yeah, like, Hannibal. Yeah, he's he throws some spark, but that's a guy who you throw on to get his like debut and let him play about ten minutes. Um, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a shame. Um, I, I guess Hoyland scored. That's a good thing, but like just having all these injuries, um, our best player. So I've talked about this the first couple of pods. Like our best player to start the year was Juan Basaka. He's out for a couple of weeks. Um, and then the fact that like I'm only, I've I haven't been able to watch them, thank God, the last couple of weeks. But just seeing like the the man you talk on Twitter and like the biggest topic is like Sergio Regulon has about to earn himself a full contract from Man U. It's like why please do this? please it, do he's a fucking backup left back. What, like why is this? We'll take twenty topic? mil for him. Um, but so yes, I think it's it's been bad. Um, we're losing players left and right. Anthony was bad, but he's also a terrible person too, like Greenwood. So not a lot of good guys in the office as well, which kind of sucks. That's um, tough. So it's tough to back them up when they're not playing well, and a lot of their players are just not good people. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah. Um. I guess I can only really go up from here. We're I think eighth or ninth in the table. So yeah, good point. So you guys are ninth right now, nine points, which. For some reason, I thought this was like I thought you guys were way further behind. Um, so you're only five points back at Tottenham through six games, which it for I think based on everything that's gone on, it feels way worse. That's actually not awful. Uh, but okay. I guess a question for you, Charlie, as you're evaluating Man U, like give us like a percentage breakdown where you like of where is to blame. It sounds like like the main ones would be like players, Ten Hag, ownership off the field issues like between those four things like what percentage breakdown do you think like deserves the highest criticism yeah i'm i'm uh i'm gonna put the least amount on ten hog i just think you know like you can't really he's if you look at each of those players individually that he puts out there like they're they're solid players or that's the best he's got um i'm putting a big onus on the players just because I'd say 90 if not more percent of those guys who play like play for their national team like they're they're good players and they're not really mm-hmm. showing much effort at, at the supposedly biggest club in the world, which they haven't been in 10 years or so, but whatever. I mean, that's, I think the most, the majority has to be on the players. And I also think the ownership, like they're the ones, I don't know if it's they're they have like people who's, who's in charge of the scouting. Like these are just bad people. Anthony's a bad guy. Like how do they yeah. not see this? Or like they need to just improve on some of that stuff. So I, I think it's a mixture of the way top, or I guess we'll talk about this later with the bears way top the ownership and stuff like that but it's also the, these players like their, their wages are ridiculous like show some fight show some effort um i don't know i just think it's it's frustrating man um we need to get on a roll but again like you said i would have thought looking at the table just now would have been worse and we would have had a bigger gap between the top four or five so i guess it could be worse but we haven't really looked great and i don't know i guess so only up from here only up from here and then spin it yeah. that's it brady you have anything nice to say about man U? 
No, I, I'd lay it on them, but they've had <laughs> they've had so many injuries. Like, I Johnny Evans is starting at center back. Like, that was out of my bingo card at six weeks into the season. Um, but I, I'm not going to take a victory lap. I mean, they they're so injured. They have missing their starting left back, right back, two center backs. Mason Mount's been injured, so I mean. Wow! Excuse and city entry bug. Some some grace I mean, from I, from Brady. I, I wow! Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see how everything plays out with me and you. Um, I agree. I think there have been some injuries, but yeah, it just sounds like it feels like there's just a bunch of contributing factors for some of the reasons why there's like no rhythm at the club, I guess. So, um, yeah. but we'll be we'll be following. Uh, speaking of clubs who have no rhythm. Uh, Chelsea did lose again, as we discussed earlier. Um, they lost to Aston Villa, so all aboard the Villa train. Ollie Watkins uh, got a one nil win, um, and Chelsea fall to let me check this fourteenth um, with five points. But yeah, Charlie Rose, Aston Villa, who is currently sixth right now, as projected by uh, some people on this podcast, looks like they're rolling. I mean, I know Chelsea hasn't been eating anyone decent, but that's a great win for Villa. Ollie Watkins off the mark. I am going to be betting Ollie Watkins to score this weekend. I think he gets rolling now. That was the okay. first one. It took him a while. He's had some chances, but I think he gets rolling. Um, yeah, I, I think they've been playing well, and I think Chelsea's just awful. So it's, it's a win-win right there. Floodgates for Ollie Watkins. I like it. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing Villa you know play some better talent now against Brighton. I know it's been kind of like the one thing. Uh, we've always nick, like kind of nicked them on as like they have like whenever they play anybody big time they kind of shit the bed a little bit. So um, interesting to see that. Um, another news: City won again. So congrats to them. Uh, and then Newcastle eight nothing over Sheffield. Um, I think Sheffield are going down. Bold take. Um, thoughts? I mean, I think that team like eight nothing. Like, they seem to have like no fight. I think, and I'm pretty sure it was eight. But was it eight different goal scorers eight too? Did I see that too? Scores. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Burnmouth lost nine nothing last year and stayed up. That's true. I believe me. I I watched that game. That was earlier in the <laughs> year. But they also like fired their manager, and then <laughs> like had to like completely like shift everything and like all that stuff. And I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. But like eight zero at home. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's great for Newcastle's. I mean, goal differential You're gonna be off the chain now, but. Um, how do you recover from that though? Eight nothing in, in the like soccer terms. That's that's almost as bad as like the Broncos this past weekend. Like yeah, it's almost worse. like a fifty I don't point. Know. Uh, that I and think those were, those were easy goals too. If you guys watched the highlights, it was like tap ins, <laughs> quick little crosses. It was like me against Brady and FIFA. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure how. I mean, Sheffield down the dumps. They are dead last right now um, with goal differential. But um, yeah, Newcastle might be back to their ways, but we'll, we'll be tracking that as well. Um, kind of moving things along. Just, I know I've been kind of shouting out where people have been in the table. I think a good opportunity to kind of review the Premier League table right now. So uh, after six games here, Man City first eight with 18 points. Top four is Man City, Liverpool, Brighton, and Tottenham. Arsenal slightly outside on goal differential, followed by Villa. Uh, Man U ninth, as we discussed and then Chelsea 14th. And then as we look to the bottom, the three teams that got promoted are at the bottom. Uh, Sheffield, Burnley, and Luton, all with one point through six games. 
uh, Bournemouth with three points and then Wolves and Everton above them. So um, I don't know if there's a ton of surprises here, but we'd love to get your guys' thoughts. Um, kind of like how you're viewing the PL table. Anything kind of stand out to you guys um, through these first, first six games? Um, I mean, I, I'll I, go ahead and go ahead. Okay, sorry, Ciro's. Um, I've been kind of impressed with Crystal Palace. I feel like they're just like a tough team to play. Michael Elise has been hurt. He's been missing this. He hasn't played yet this season. He's a big attacker for them, and I feel like they'll be comfortably mid table. Um, they'll just be like a team that you don't really want to play against. They got a good defense, and then Fulham. I feel like they are lucky to be at an eleventh place right now with sitting on eight points, I feel like they'll kind of tread down as the season goes along. Yeah, I would, I don't, my, probably one I'm surprised with is West Ham, seventh with 10 points. And I watched them this past week and they actually, like they give Liverpool some real problems. Like they had some really good chances they could have scored. And I think that it seems somewhat sustainable even like without Declan Rice right now. So that's probably the one thing that jumped out to me that I probably wouldn't have had them that high. Um, But Charlie, what about you? Anything stand out to you? Yeah, I was going to say West Ham. I know we were talking – we were kind of down on them when the season started. It took them till like, week two of the Premier League to start making some transfer moves. Uh, but they yep. looked really good. Jaron Bowen um, deserves an England call-up here soon. He's been playing really well. And then I think my other one on the bottom end of it is – I expected more out of Burnley, to be honest. I thought they'd have, like, a, hmm. a first-year kind of jump. I wasn't thinking, like, top half of the table, but I thought they would have been, like – a safely um, mid mid table team like twelve to fourteen, and they haven't really done much yet. So I'm waiting to see what Vincent Company and the boys can get going. But I expect more out of them. I think they're better than Luton, but we'll see. I think what's always so funny looking at the bottom of the table is like how much like literally one win can change everything. Like and I oh, and Charlie Rose knows this more than anybody with his relegation scraps from his Leeds United days in the PL. But like. I mean, just looking at this, like if Luton just win like one nothing, they're immediately up to like 14th, like they're just back, like in in safety, you know, type of thing. So just like how small the margins are, um, with everything there is always kind of fascinating. So, um, as we move away, we're gonna do slight shift here. We're gonna talk some um, Champions League, not to be confused with the Championship with Charlie. That will we will be getting to in a little bit, but a few brief notes um, from the Champions League. I mean, Charlie, we were talking Man U here, man. Um, 4-3 against Bayern. Casemiro uh, with a couple goals. How, how are you kind of feeling Champions League-wise? I mean, going into that game, I I pretty much chalked it up as an L in Germany. Um, but I have to tell you what, it's really tough. Like, if you score three goals at the Allianz in the Champions League, they, they should at least get a point out of that. You can't be giving up four, um, yeah. which stinks. But um, And it also stinks that Harry Kane scored against us. And Brady sent the Sir Harry text. It's like he's in the Bundesliga. I don't give a shit. That was um, the least competitive four to three match I've ever seen. You know what? Oh. I'm in the Champions League. Let me have it this year, okay? Next year's your year. <laughs> the only one on this pod in the Champions League, um, Charlie. You got to make it count. But Crazy. yeah, hopefully, I know I, the thing is like obviously it was us and Bayern, and I don't forgot who was in the rest of our group, but like we were the clear top two teams, I guess, before Man U started to fall apart at the seams. Um, so I think that would looking ahead, like looking ahead, like in Germany against Bayern, that probably was one you would lose. So it's not, and it's not, it's not all over yet. Um, definitely need points out of the next one, which I'm assuming is at home. But yeah, um, I kind of expected it, but I think we got five more games, so we'll be all right. Yeah, and I think just I would say my larger frustration is this seems like somewhat one of the weaker Champions Leagues um, in terms of like overall kind of talent, and I'm just 
so upset that Liverpool aren't in it. Like we couldn't even like qualify for this. I would feel so good. Um, you know, having a chance to play in this right now, but um, Arsenal. Also, other notes: Arsenal four nothing over PSV, first Champions League game for them. And I think what is it? Like, it was like seven or eight years. Um, I saw a bunch of Arsenal content of fans like at the game, like crying with the Champions League um, uh, anthem going off. That's they are the worst. worst conference league table, dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Brady. Anything Champions League? Uh, any takeaways from you? No, kind of like piggybacking off of what you just said. I feel like the talent just doesn't seem as good because all the players that are missing, no Messi, yeah. Ronaldo, Neymar, Suarez, uh, no Salah and Dyke, Benzema. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy Conte. It's missing a lot of guys that we've been used to being, having big performances in the champions league. Um, but honestly, the team that I'm like, I don't know what their odds are to win, but, and this team never wins, but PSG, I mean, I think they're really, Gonna, is this the year, Brady? Yeah, is this the I might, year? I might put a future on them. They are. Come they got on. pieces. They obviously lost Messi and Neymar, but I feel like they added other guys who are better, like fits for that team. Um, I think they're going to put it together. I, I think they're going to win that group, which is a tough group. But I mean, that's I like the group of death, right? Yeah, and I don't know if you watch the Milan Newcastle game, but I mean Newcastle just played awful, awful. And they somehow came away with a point. Like Milan mm. dominated. They should have scored at least like two or three goals. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of the Champions League, but yeah, I just I saw some of the scores roll through and it's only only match week one. There's five more in the group stage, so um we'll get to see about all that. But um moving things along now to the championship with Charlie. Been a couple weeks. Charlie, bring us up to speed on everything that's been going on in the championship. What do you got? Boys, um, you know you're down bad when the best team in all of your fandoms the last couple weeks is Leeds United. Um, That's down real bad. Real yeah, bad. it's not good. Um, but they've been looking good. And I have uh, – we've been about three, three match weeks since we've last chatted. Um, Leeds have kept four clean sheets in a row. That's Leeds United. I know you hey, guys – Hey, clap it up. We would, clap it up. We, would, we gave up an insane amount of goals last year. Thank you, thank you. Four clean sheets in a row. Um, they were – last time we talked – 14th, 15th of the table. They're up to sixth. So a couple good wins, a couple wins that you have to get against some lower teams. So that's been good to see. And they've been scoring goals, which is nice. Um, Brady, if you'd get your boy Joe Rodon to get his head out of his ass and not get two yellows in 10 minutes, that'd be great. I was just going to say, life with Joe Rodon. Get, get you a bunch yeah, of okay. Um, but Will's, quick overview. Will's finest. <laughs> quick overview of the table. Um I know I was kind of high on them in the beginning of the year, but Southampton have dropped down to 15th. They've lost four in a row. They've wow. played some top-level teams, but that's kind of surprising in that end. But towards the top, like I said, Leeds is in sixth. The Black Cats of Sunderland have started to pick it up. Jack Clark's been playing really well there in fifth place. Um, but the top three right now is Leicester, which is not a shock. They just take care of business every week. Um, they're really good. Ed Sheeran's boys and tied for first, um, but they're in second, I guess, on a goal differential. And then that Preston North End team that we still don't know anyone on is only one point <laughs> back. Um, so that's the top of the table. And then surprises at the bottom, just I'd say Middlesbrough's second to last, and they were they had big hopes going into the year. Um, but I'm excited to sit down and watch them this championship this week, break my laptop and Actually, no, I got ESPN Plus. I forgot to tell you guys that. Wow. So, You're um, moving up in the world, man. ESPN Plus. Luxurious life. I split it with two buddies. So $2 a month. Um, ESPN Plus is mine. 
There you um, go. <laughs> so I will be watching leads and I, don't, I won't have to worry about my computer combusting, which is sweet. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully they can stick around the top of the table this week. But yeah, I will uh, have a more in-depth breakdown next week. Excellent. Excellent. So, and yeah, I had a chance to look at the table. So I saw Southampton 15th and then Watford 16th too. Like both of those um, two teams um, like that I kind of expect would be, you know, fight, at least, you know, pretty competitive to get back up. And um, yeah, shout out the Edheads, Ipswich Town. See if they can keep it rolling. But yes, um, yeah, and lead six, that's that's fantastic. But uh, Charlie, thanks for the update with the championship. Uh, now we're going to look ahead to match week seven here for the Premier League. I kind of talk about different storylines, um, different bets we like, but the one that takes the cake without a doubt, Liverpool at Tottenham, at Tottenham Stadium. Big matchup for this podcast, big matchup for both teams. It's For those of you who haven't had the pleasure of getting a chance to watch a Liverpool-Tottenham game, it's madness. It's chaos. There's always some drama towards the end. There's red cards. Like this is, I think, Brady, correct me if I'm wrong. If I like took a non-soccer fan and i was just like hey man just give soccer a chance watch this game i feel like that is like this is probably one of the better matchups for people who just like cat maybe like haven't even gotten into soccer and just like really experience kind of all the drama that goes into like a soccer game yeah there's always chaos goals um own goals lots of own goals you might be like hey this team in the white tottenham why do they keep like heading the ball into their own net and like giving passing it to Liverpool players so they can go one-on-one with the goalie. And I'd be like, well, Liverpool has this dark cloud above us that just <laughs> can't can't seem to clear out. Yeah, no, it's pretty, like, every game there's always, like, either a red, like kind of you mentioned, red card, own goal. Like, there's always something to be said there. How are you feeling going in this game, Brady? I have no idea. Um, like, the past four or five years is the way Spurs have played, like in general, there's counterattack football and it kind of goes hand in hand with how Liverpool like go up against teams. I mean, Liverpool want the ball, they dominate press and Spurs always would have a couple really good chances and put away one or two and then get a couple saved by Allison that should go in and then concede a good goal to Liverpool and then another goal that probably was iffy and have a bunch of great saves against Liverpool's good shots. So, it's um, it's it's always just like gut wrenching. You just want the final whistle to, to come, and yeah, I don't know. Spurs will they want the ball this this year? I mean, they out possess Arsenal by a lot, so I don't know. It might be a lot of back and forth. I just hope James Madison is healthy. So, a question for you, I guess this is kind of like a new Liverpool, new Tottenham. Like, how are you feeling? Kind of going because typically I agree with you, you guys. Kind of always just like sat back, like and then try like Kane and Son on the counter attack. Um, try to get us, but like, I mean, are you expecting like to see a bit more possession or? Yeah, I am. Uh, Spurs, just because they have like the personnel to do it. They got guys who can carry the ball and can dribble and really good passers, and they're not just like moving long balls. Like we play out from the back when Vicario gets it. Um, center backs are good passers. Basuma is just a magician with the ball at his feet. Like, knock on wood, but nobody can like dispossess that guy. Um, I just James Madison is like so important to us like honestly probably more important than Harry Kane has been just the way we play um so he kind of had a little knee knee scare injury against Arsenal so he just needs to be able to play for me to have any hope and the place is gonna be rocking too it is gonna be rocking 
I think what I'm most excited for is that battle in midfield. Like I think both both clubs have kind of gone through a big midfield like transformation here, and like over this past summer window. Um, so just kind of seeing you know how that's going to play out, what that's going to look like. I'm excited for that. Um, I still like our odds in the front line. Like I still like between Nunez, Salah, Diaz. Like we've scored like three last four games, we scored three goals. So there's going to be goals galore for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to be fascinated to watch it. Uh, really excited for for Saturday to come. But Charlie Rose, anything you're looking for? I know you're a big um, you know lover of Tottenham Hotspur here, so feel free to f- feel free to chime in. As I also know you're a closeted red, so yeah, you 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 both know who I'm going to be pulling for and betting for this weekend. Um, they wear red and they will be on the road. Yeah. But all I have to say is I'll let you guys. You, I don't need to discuss this game. I think that's clearly the best. I think the rest of the slate is not great this weekend, but. I want to know what do you guys what's the bet? Um, what are we doing this weekend for this game? I I feel like we need to come up with some like just every time there's a game between the podcast hosts, there's got to be like a standardized bet. I think um, maybe it is a DH gate jersey. Maybe that's maybe those are those are the stakes. Um, if so, I'm trying to think what even like Liverpool player would want Brady to like have chain chain. I don't know about a jersey. I mean, no one's ever going to wear that. That's Maybe you have to like change your Twitter avatar for like a week. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, something with some stakes. Okay, I don't know. Um, All right, I'm okay well, with that. We got We got to come up with something. We'll workshop that. We'll workshop that and get back hey, to everybody. Trent, is Trent playing? Is he back? So he's been. He was out this past week. We had Joe Gomez start at was right he back. In the squad. He's he was not in the squad. So he didn't. He wasn't okay. even in the squad last week. So. Has had a hamstring injury since before international break, so it seems to be lingering, unfortunately. But even I think if he does play, I don't see him playing a full ninety minutes. Like it'd probably yeah. be like a sixty minute type of thing. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I'll be interested to kind of see if hopefully we can get him back a little bit. Um, but yeah. Joe Gomez has actually done a pretty decent job at right back. So yeah, um, I, I just fast forward me to like sixty minutes when we sub Charleston on, and he is just in his chaos mode. He's a scouser, dude. He hates Scousers. He does hate Scousers from his Everton days, that's for sure. He actually he he could start. Brennan Johnson came off with an injury in like the sixtieth minute. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he's he'd honestly kind of be like son for us in the past because he's he's direct and fast. So I could see him if he plays having an impact on the game. Yeah. Well we would be awaiting the team sheets and get a chance to check all that out. But um I guess looking ahead here, kind of last segment here, uh some of our bets that we like here going into Week, match week seven. Um, taking a look here, uh, but Charlie, you want to start us off? Uh, your your favorite bet here? I think I think you and I went in on the same one together. Yeah, um, you know what? Brady got mad at me. I thought I was going to do a little golf bet, but then I come right back and throw the. Oh no, right. Charlie! You took that right, out right right in your face. Um, I think Brighton Villa is going to be that's the second best game of the week. And I, like I said earlier, I think Villa get on a little roll here. Should be goals, lots and lots of goals in that game, and um, I just like Villa. They're they're fun, and I'm and I'm pulling for them, and they're plus one forty five. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Charlie. I also went with Villa plus one forty five. Uh, I mean, I think it's been well documented on this podcast. We are all aboard the Villa train, so um, I'm looking forward to that game. Um, obviously, Brighton a quality opponent, but Brady, you've gone the other way again. You've gone for Brighton. Is your favorite bet of the week? I have. Yeah, I think Brighton will score. Two or three goals on Villa. Villa's defense. I feel like just I'm I'm not sold on it. Giving up a lot of goals against good offenses and good attacks. So that's what Brighton is. So I feel like 
I think Brighton get the get the job done. Hmm. Villa just lost midweek in Europe too, so I mean they're gonna probably play more of their starters next time they play. So I feel like long term I'm gonna be still low on Villa. Oh, God, dude. Brady, you kind of suck, man. You're kind of being a big dick right now. <laughs> like this is like I feel like yeah, everything we're going into is like oh, so like it's it's like borderline contrarian, but we like, gotta have some back and forth, some, <sighs> some discourse. All right. Uh, so actually, I think one of my favorite bets going in this week is we talked about it earlier, but so I have my favorite total is Tottenham Liverpool over three and a half at like minus one hundred eight. Like that just seems like there's going to be a ton of goals in that game. Like I could very easily see that being like two two in the sixtieth minute very easily in that cash and early. So that's uh, my favorite total I went for. Great. Um, I saw you went for City Wolves under three and a half. Yeah, I feel like this is like a 2-0, 3-0 City win. Really? You don't think this is like a 4-0 just thrashing? I don't know. I, I feel like City, they're just so good at... I don't know. It's so hard to predict City. They probably would have thrashed for us if Roger didn't get sent off at right after halftime, but... I mean, yeah. they don't have KDB still, so I feel like goals aren't as plentiful as, yeah. as they will be when he returns. Yeah. Okay. And try. So I kind of forgotten about him. Like, City are just still beating to the drum without their second best player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Wolf score in that game, so it just I feel like City might just thrash them. But fair. Uh, Charlie, you've gone Villa Brighton over three and a half. You think there's just gonna be goals galore here? Yeah, I think both sides, like like everyone said, I think Brighton have they're they they're a fun offense. Same with same with Villa. I just think at least these teams maybe two two something like that three one. There's gonna be some goals in this one, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think there's gonna be plenty of goals there. Um, so some of our favorite underdogs going into this game, this match week, uh, I've gone for Fulham plus two sixty against Chelsea. I would love to go back and look. Like so, they play against <laughs> Chelsea. I would love to go back and look and see what a like draw win bet if you just bet against that against Chelsea every week for the last like 38 weeks what that would pay out like I, why would I feel like at plus 260 there's been nothing to, and Chelsea are minus 135 I know they're at home but like still that just doesn't make sense to me at all why that number is that way based on how Chelsea are playing so I would I'm gonna go for that but uh Brady I saw you went for Bournemouth plus 500 yeah really long long shot um, I feel like Arsenal, like they had some guys like Declan Rice came off injured. Saka was pretty banged up at the end of the game. So I wouldn't be shocked if they, if those guys kind of rested a bit. Um, Martinelli could still be injured and away at Burnmouth. I mean, Burnmouth are kind of frisky. They've had a really tough schedule so far. So that's why they're sitting so low on the standings, but hmm. I don't know. Five to one could happen. Gotcha. All right. And Charlie Forrest plus 175 for you. Yeah, they got Brentford. It's the only game on Sunday, eight AM, and that just that just screams like Awoni scoring like the sixth minute, um, and just like being like a quick one zero win. I I don't know. I think for forces they're fun, and uh, yeah, I just think that they might get it done on Sunday. Nice. Okay. Uh, any fun parlays here? We got. I will say mine. So I bet Arsenal money line plus Tottenham Liverpool draw. Is plus five hundred five. I you can almost even. I think Tottenham Liverpool draws plus three hundred. You can just take out the Arsenal money line if you don't want. If you don't want to, um, but yeah, I just. I sorry, Brady. This game screams like two two to me, um, and just kind of yeah. like the points are shared. So I feel like that's actually at plus three hundred for that draw. Seems like good value. So as a Liverpool fan, like, how would you feel about that result? A draw at Tottenham. 
I mean, I, like a draw at Tottenham with how Tottenham were playing. Like I wouldn't be like super disappointed or crestfallen by it. But I think the thing that that kind of we mentioned now that like City Pool are back. I just feel like anytime we drop points, it's like the I don't know. It's like the Imperial Army is just like marching towards their goal, and it's like we just yeah. like they like, continue like just like anytime we drop points, it's like the end of the world, you know. Just because yeah. in the past it's been like, well, you need like a hundred points or like ninety nine points to win the league, so. Anytime you drop like any points, it's like unimaginable. But I think City will drop a few more points than that this year, and I hope it's not like have to get to ninety five plus to win the league. But, um, but I guess we'll see. So I'm going into it like if we draw at Spurs, not the end of the world. But I'd feel really, really good, obviously, coming out with a win. So that's fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, what other parlays you guys got to see? See Rose, you went where. This one's kind of really top heavy. Arsenal City money line is both those money lines plus one hundred. Just take it and run. It's easy. Take it and run. <laughs> All right, that's actually. I don't I, hate that. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that. I actually might bet that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brady, you got this. Is uh, this is pretty gross, man? Newcastle <laughs> win, Everton win, and man, you win plus two twenty four. What are my Disgusting. eyes looking at right now? That is gross. I'm being nice to man you. Everton are on the on the come up. Are they? They're turning the corner. <laughs> they just need they needed know. to see a few goals go in. Except they, so they're at what like four points now? Five points? Who they beat? Four points. They just beat Brent. Oh, that's right, Brentford. Uh, Brentford. Yeah, that's three right. one. Just beat Brentford three one. Um Okay. Well they play Luton town, so Alright, fair enough. Yeah. It's Luton, I guess. <laughs> but... Luton wins that game. <laughs> Wait, where, where is that game? Uh, I think it's I think it's at Everton. Would be my guess. Can you imagine if they lost that those fans, <laughs> man. Uh, well, that place and, to the ground. And speaking of Everton, they just sold the club. Like that Mushri guy, he just sold it. So I still see they're like two hundred million back on loans and like um, still trying to finance everything. <laughs> and obviously, like they got to make they have this whole new stadium they're trying to get to it's that's a whole almost podcast in itself uh, the mismanagement of Everton Football Club but um yeah maybe they scratch a win against uh Luton Town that's their saving grace i guess but yeah um building well, a stadium right right as covid started and the pandemic not not the best not the best idea nope uh not the best at all but everybody thank you very much for joining us here uh for this episode nice to get back on the pod um we will be coming out with a uh football pod as well college football nfl we'll be covering that as well but appreciate everybody checking in talk soon